The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey, everybody. It's Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. And welcome to another edition of City Quick Connect podcast legislative edition. Guys, it happened. Scott, welcome back. City Quick Connect, indeed. I had to, uh, we had a little technical difficulties with my connection. So now we're, we're ready to go, right? Right. I'm, listen, we started last Tuesday ready to go. We were born ready, Scott. Born well, ready. But as we've said previously, though, Casey, I, you know, the session just doesn't ever seem to end. So ah, that's the truth. Even though last Tuesday f- was sort of kind of like the first day of school, it really wasn't right. because there wasn't no, the, because. I mean, we've been in meetings, we've seen people all this entire session. It's it's kind of like, you know, 2020, for obvious reasons, kind of dragged on, but then 2021 dragged on too. So let's hope we can make a clean breakup at the end of this session. At the end, when we we come to Sunny Die, at the end of this two-year session, let's hope that we can, you know, we can amicably, amicably part ways and say, look, we can still be friends, but we're not going to date anymore. And it, let's take a break. Let's, let's take, take a, a break. hey, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> let's just take a break. Um, Scott, let's just talk a little bit about what happened last week and how, um, what that looks like going forward. So the House and Senate came in on Tuesday and started in with two pretty big issues, not on the first day, but Wednesday, they started in on two pretty big issues, congressional redistricting in the House and certificate of need in the Senate. Tell me a little bit about the vibe last week at the State House. What are you, as you were covering meetings, which we only had a, several meetings, budget meetings and several bills, tell me about the vibe over there and tell me, you know, kind of how you felt about things. Well, so the congressional district redistricting that the House took took up and then, of course, the Senate gets as well. Remember, that is uh, the for for the for the federal delegation seats. That's that the House districts and the Senate district, the state House districts, the se- state Senate districts have already been resolved. So the last piece of the puzzle for the General Assembly was the congressional map. And um, as they did with their own maps, uh, the House, uh, in the Senate, both conducted a lot of subcommittee meetings a- around the state, and there are some people who are pleased with the map. There are others who are displeased with the map. Um, it doesn't, in terms of electability, change much of anything. Um, you're still going to have a vastly large majority of Republican seats among the seven congressional districts, and you'll likely end up with a still safe Democratic seat in uh, in six districts. The, so, district. the first so the, district, you're saying that they're, it's, it's looking more like it would be a more Republican instead of a toss-up? Probably so, the way that it's been drawn. But um, it's going it, to, certainly there will be some uh, some legal challenges to the map. Right. But the, both right. chambers, the House and the Senate, feel confident that it will largely survive the scrutiny of a of a court so uh, we'll see how that goes right and then go ahead go ahead no well you go ahead and the other we had, the other we had some budget hearings also yeah um and we also had the senate finance 
the special ARP, um, although everybody at the state house, have you noticed this? Everybody at the state house calls it ARPA. ARPA, yeah. We call it ARP, and everybody over there calls it ARPA. I, I like ARP better, obviously. I do too, um, because that's something that we, as the municipal association MASC, not MASC, Uncle right. Russell, you know, we 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 sound out the acronym instead of uh, shorten it. Yeah. So House Ways and Means Committee, there's its subcommittees started its work, their work right. this week or last week. And, uh, of course, Joni Nickel on our staff testified in front of the constitutional sub mm-hmm. uh, of Ways and Means in support of continuing to fund the local government fund, according to Act 84, I believe it was, that was passed several years ago that that says the local government fund goes up or down uh, with the state budgets going state budget going up and down in terms of its right. increase or decrease. So uh, we know the state budget is going up. Uh, they've got a 800 and some odd million dollars in new recurring money. Uh, they've got one or two billion in one-time monies, which is state money. This is not the ARP funds or any of the it's federal a lot. funds. They've it's a got lot a of money. ton of new money, which, which really uh, is kind of ironic considering the angst that we've all had with regard to the economy because mm-hmm. of covid right. it hasn't it hasn't affected the the revenues for our state so <laughs> not at all i mean we're seeing we're seeing record revenue amounts coming in and and the general assembly had that available to them so those subcommittees started their work this week of course the the budget has to originate in the house and then it will uh, go to the senate the the house won't uh, work on the budget on the House floor until early March, uh, and then they'll send it over to the Senate, where the Senate Finance Committee will get the benefit of uh, even probably more money uh, based on the BEA, BEA estimates that come in later later on this spring. In the Senate, on the Senate floor, you mentioned they worked on the, the Certificate of Need Correct. bill. This is a uh, the certificate of need is a is a regulatory scheme that uh, was put in place back in the eighty or the seventies, and then what it does is uh, require DHEX approval for healthcare providers to open certain facilities or purchase cert- or or use and make available certain diagnostic equipment, not even diagnostic equipment, but procedures. You know it. You have to show the need for that particular service or facility in order to be able to provide it in a particular part of the state. Uh, there is an effort underway in the Senate right now to do away with that and just let the market dictate services and uh, and uh, uh, facilities that could be made available somewhere in the state. So that's going to be an interesting debate as it moves forward. Um, certainly, I think. There are concerns about uh, access to health care, and there are arguments that the Certificate of Need program ensures some access to health care, particularly in rural parts of the state. But then the counter-argument is, hey, if we didn't have this burdensome regulatory plan in place, then there might be more opportunities available uh, in rural parts. Well, so we'll, we'll just have to see how that plays out. Obviously, it's a confer- concern for cities and towns across the state because access to good health care is a quality of life measure that we need in order to promote economic development and, and uh, attract residents. So 
Uh, and I, be, I fully expect there there were not a lot of subcommittee meetings last week. Um, we had a we had a good bit, like you said, of budget subcommittee hearings. But um, we were we were at two subcommittees um, for legislation. So I expect that to ramp up a good bit. Although, yeah. you know, Scott, they're going to need they're going to need a lot of time on the floor to to deal with some of these issues that they've got to deal with. So. I just I I think that I, I think they're just it's it's a lot to do in a small amount of time. Yeah, partic- particularly when you if we just talk about just financial issues, you've got ARP funds, the state's ARP funds that they have to make a decision on. And by the way, the Senate Finance ARP subcommittee made a uh, made a recommendation to the full Senate Finance Committee to send more than $453 million to uh, roads, um, $900 million for water and sewer infrastructure, and $400 million for broadband expansion. And that's in addition to all the other broadband monies that are that have flooded into the state. So uh, those are preliminary numbers. The, the House Ways and Means Committee is going to have to take up ARP funding. Then they've got to deal with the state budget. And then they also are going to have to deal with the Savannah Riverside Settlement Funds yep. uh, as a as a probably a, it looks like I, we're, we're, we're being told that Ways and Means is probably going to want to try and deal with the SRS money um, in conjunction with the budget. Don't know how they're going to do that. Of course, the governor has recommended that it be a standalone appropriation bill. Uh, right. So we'll we'll just have to. But you're right. Your point is well made. There's a lot of time that they're going to have to spend just on the financial issues, let alone uh, right. any, any other, other sort of kind of wish list things yeah. that they want to do. Yeah. So. Well, we've got. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't counted down. We've gotten you know however many days left in the in the session. So well, we got, got the can't, time. We, there's a, we've only had one week. You can't start counting down now. I mean, it's I can't too early it. for a countdown. I can't help it. Um, it happens. I do it. Um, so I think the most important takeaway from today's podcast is definitely read the Dome every Friday. We're going to have information in there on what happened, what happened that prior week and what, any, if any, action we need everybody to take the following week or, you know, future meetings that we need anybody to attend or testify or talk to your legislative delegation members. I want you to listen to the podcast. Sometimes we talk about stuff on the podcast that we don't put in the room. Um, We go into detail. We kind of get into um, issues. We'll have Joni and Erica on here talking about, um, you know, specific issues once that starts getting, get going. If we can, if we can stay in session and stay working through this, um, covid surge or ice pick or you know variant whatever you want to call it then i I feel like that we've got a good a good shot at getting some things done is that how you yeah and we we if we want to you know our our priorities our legislative priorities for this this second half of the two-year session are still in place those things that didn't get passed we've got a couple of other things that we're working on we're trying to push forward but as we've been talking about we're trying to do this in the context of all of these other really big statewide right. uh, issues. So, um, my guess is that we'll we'll get some we'll get a couple of things done this year, 
and then uh, look towards uh, a, a new two-year session next year. It's probably mm-hmm. going to be some probably going to be some changes. Well, we we know there'll be changes starting next year as a result of elections, and who knows right. what else might be going on. So, well, um, especially stay with tuned. redistricting, you know, House members running a new district, and then right. in two years, senators running a new district. So, I think we can we can guarantee that we'll have some some pretty substantial changes. We've already had two representatives um, pretty abruptly resign. Um, mm-hmm. So we're two down and one suspended in the House. So that that takes on a new look and anybody who's out sick, you know. And, and you know, on the Senate side of the House, uh, with the new uh, Senate president, uh, Senator Tommy Alexander from Walhalla, and, of course, the new Senate Finance Chairman Harvey Peeler from Gaffney, um, that's that's right. going in, to inject some uh, some some new, new faces um, and new changes. New labor, commerce, and industry. Yeah. Committee Chairman Tom Davis yeah, from Tom Buford. Tom Davis from Hilton. Buford. Yeah. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how it goes over there uh, this session. But stay tuned, uh, stay attentive, and be ready to act if we holler at you. Because unfortunately, a lot of times we have to call 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 our Elected officials and uh, staff members into action in reaction to things that happen very quickly, but uh, we'll that's try and exactly keep you as right. informed as we can. Well, Scott, if that's everything, I really appreciate our listeners tuning in this week. Begin to expect some longer episodes as mm-hmm. we dig deeper into some issues that are kind of bubbling up. I'm going to what I say every single time and if it affects if, if, if it changes somebody's mind or if it helps somebody stay healthy um, then I'm glad I'm going to say it get vaccinated if you so choose to um, wear a mask wash your hands um, I don't know what else to tell you just please be safe be healthy we want everybody to to be okay and to be um, to be healthy so don't do anything Scott wouldn't do um, which I don't, I don't know if that, what that does, but please stay tuned and keep listening to City Quick Connect podcast, Legislative Edition. We'll be back next week with some more legislative updates and some more things to talk about. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.